It's not lost on me that while you gave me my freedom, I am now taking yours. You will become a slave, Uhtred. No. And Halleck with you. No, no, you have no argument with Halleck. Let him go free. No, Lord, I will stay beside Uhtred, you. Uhtred, let him go free, I beg you. <laughs> you see? This is a reason why you're being caged. You inspire loyalty. You inspire loyalty from my men. Uhtred, I gave you my word. My sword! But what I need is 200 swords. I need 200 men. And that is your worth. 200 Christian men of Papenburg. My uncle Elfrich? He asked for your head. But slavery will be enough, I'm sure. It would be better to kill me. But you lack the courage. Kill me, sword in hand. My sister would never forgive me. Kill me! Goodbye, Ospit. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the show The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So let's sit back and see how England was born. My name's Blake, and I knew it. 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 That little freaking rat. Ugh. That rat. Oh, what a mess. Yes, so true. Freaking Guthrid. <sighs> like, what are you? As if his voice and his demeanor didn't bother us enough, he just has to go and be like the worst what, king ever. Do you know what he reminds me of the most? The Bonnie Prince from Outlander season two. Did a Just want to punch his face. I actually Just, think the Bonnie Prince was better than Guthrid. Um. No, no, I mean, like, just annoying. Just, just. Oh, in the str- annoyance level. Okay. I think just we can... such a punchable face. Such like a. Oh, goodness like a, me. Like, just a little rat. A rat perfectly describes Guthrid. Guthrid. Yeah. <sighs> Too many close can't, names. You, you can't. You. you can't remember any of the freaking the names. bad king. Exactly. No, I can't. You can't. Nobody can. Nobody can. And hopefully he'll be dead <laughs> soon. So that way I don't have to deal with him anymore. Uh, we just, of course, want to thank you all so incredibly much for still tuning in here at the Last Kingdom. We're excited to keep rocking and rolling here with season two. Um, before we go into the episode, we want to give a huge shout out to our friends who are members at jointhenerdclan.com. If you're watching us in this video, comment below. Go nerd clan. Go. Let us know where you are. To tuning in from and if you are listening to this as a podcast and you're like what do you mean how can i comment you can actually follow blake and i on facebook and youtube where we have our videos go for our video podcast Mm -hmm. you can actually be part of our community there so we'd love to see you there all right let's get into the show Well, Marvin, this one was episode two of season two for The Last Kingdom. Once again, it was being run by the, well, not run, but it was being produced by the BBC at this time uh, as next season is when Netflix finally takes over. 
uh, for this show. It was once again directed by Peter Hoare. There we go. Keep it coming, baby. <laughs> Keep it coming, Peter. Keep going, Peter. You're doing a great job, man. I, I just I feel like you might as well just hand the reins over to this guy. I think he gets it. Listen, I'm I've been a fan so far of his work. So if this, he wants to keep it on up, I'd be fine with that. This feels like Anna Forster uh, in Outlander. Anna Forster was someone who just got it. Mm. Um, she got the characters, got what what the show was, got the feel for it. Um, Peter Hoare feels like the what. Anna Forster is to Outlander. You, you feel as a viewer that you're in really good hands. You feel a pace. You under. You feel like all of the characters are understood. Yes, so absolutely. I got gotcha. you. Uh, and of course, uh, Peter Hoare directed episodes 107, 108, and uh, obviously the last episode, Correct. episode 201. Writer once again was Chris Bouchard, who was the showrunner at the time, and he wrote all of season one and the season opener, Episode 201. Very cool. Marvin, your shields rating. How many shields are you giving this episode? I'm giving this episode a 4.7. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Um, there's, a, once again, a lot of moving parts, a lot of people who I'm still trying to figure out where they belong in this puzzle piece, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot of moving uh, parts. Like a lot of moving parts here, uh, a lot of different people, people coming in. It, it, you, you cannot tell me, you can never say <laughs> that never. Uh, the, the Last Kingdom does not make full use of its one hour. Seriously, we've said it before and we are going to say it obviously many more times. When you watch these shows, when you watch The Last Kingdom, you feel like you watch three different episodes Absolutely. because they pack so much so much time so much conflict so many characters and they do it well yeah like and they they and that's one thing i i find with a lot of different shows you know they're trying to pack so much plot in they forget about the characters right and mm-hmm. but this show it doesn't i mean it, i can't say it doesn't do that but i mean i still it does do it a lot better love utrid so yes. I'm still not on the like, oh my gosh, I just want him to like have his dreams come true. I mean, yes, I'd enjoy that for him, but I'm not there yet. I still enjoy it. If I had to root, if someone had to be my best friend, mm-hmm. it'd be someone else still. But that's okay. Right. Because Uhtred is still this young warrior man. You know, we have to look at it in this perspective. I think I, I frequently like female characters that yeah. I get to root for and I can understand and appreciate where they're coming from. So it's okay. Well, I, you know what? I let, Let's put a sword in that because they're... they're there's okay. some great stuff happening here with that kind of thing. But my shields rating, I'm giving it four and a half shields. Um, it was better than the premiere. Uh, I felt that it was uh, uh, more focused on its characters. And also, I love that the show continues its great thematic run mm-hmm. of last episode, we watched Guthrid go from being a slave to a king. And in this episode, we watch Uhtred go from being a lord and the person who's commanding an army to a slave in a heartbeat, just like that. Yeah. And that, and as, as Guthrid says in the, in the little clip we, we played, that does not get lost on me. And, mm-hmm. I, and I like how this show does those kind of things. So four and a half shields from me. Your Fantastic. GBG, my GBG, my good, my bad, and my great for this episode. My good is Hild. I feel like everyone needs a Hild. I still don't understand this nun. I don't understand what she's going to be doing with her life uh, going forward. I thought one of the commandments is thou shalt not kill. But like, <laughs> I don't know how that works when you're a warrior nun. But she's got her armor on. She is ready to be you know she's she's ready to rock and roll so i'm Mm -hmm. just a big big fan of hilt my bad 
Um, I just, I'm worried. Like, I don't know what really happens to slaves. I'm confused. I'm, uh, it was hard for us to not go forward into the next episode. I'll say that because yes. I'm, I'm just concerned. I'm concerned for, for Uhtred. He just doesn't get a break. There are many other things that I could nitpick as a, um, as an episode, but I'm just saying, I just feel bad for Uhtred. I think he needs a little vacation. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I may not know what happens to all these slaves and what, what's going to go down with them, but I'll tell you. I know that it ain't good. I mean, he just helped <laughs> Guthrid. He just helped him and said, like, I will lead your army. Here I am, man. I've got this going on. And then he's betrayed. So shame on you, Guthrid. Yeah. And then my great is going to be a surprising one for me. Okay, what do you got? I loved all the beheaded heads, like, on stakes. Really? Um, just, you know, you don't oh, really get Mary. to see Uncle Scar. You don't really get to see the bad Uncle Edinburgh that often. And for them to have, like... um. You know, that little bit. And then we also have the Kyartan, you know, situation with him looking out and seeing it. I just love knowing that the bad guys are eventually going to get their oh, their due. They're going to get it right in the yeah. head. Like right in the head. I don't know. I, I dig Uhtred wearing that dead animal's skull and, and rocking and rolling. You tell me I should, this is something I should be investing in? Not at all. In? No, okay. Nope. <laughs> I will have nightmares. But all the cool. nightmares. I just thought it was cool. Okay. And they were like, we're, oh, there should be seven. Boop. There you go. Cut yeah, off there's a head. seventh right there for you, or an eighth, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's it for you. Your your GB yes. your G. Okay. My good. Actually, uh, Mary, it's something that you've been building on. Uh, you like having female characters to root for mm-hmm. and know that um, you know you can relate to them. Yeah. And this show is absolutely, absolutely um, framing itself. In that direction, mm-hmm. uh, between Hild, um, Gisela, and Ethelfled, uh, even Aylesworth, we have some strong female characters here, and characters that are not on just on the periphery, characters that are going to be a big deal. Uh, Gisela is going to be a big deal. Hild already is relatively a big deal. Yeah, and it's all being framed, especially with Gisela and and uh, and uh, Hild. In the form of uh, Uhtred's posse, that's what I call it from now on. From now on, Uhtred's oh, okay. posse. Okay. Uh, we have we have uh, uh, Halig. We have Hild. Halig is the like random guy. Yeah, Halig is the guy like, that tawny hair, little with scrawny. the beard. Yeah, yeah, with the beard. Yeah, Halig's there. Okay. Uh, and he's the one that's being sold off into slavery yes. with Uhtred. We have Hild. Uh, now we have an addition of Citric, who was one of the would-be assassins that have been brought on to Uhtred's army. Mm-hmm. We have Clappa, who is actually played by world's strongest man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Magnus. Okay, the big guy. Yeah, uh, Magnus Samuelson. Very cool. Uh, and uh, obviously Hild, we, 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 get, we get this whole group of posse yeah. that's, that's forming. It's pretty and I cool. I really like this. Uh, and especially knowing, too, that Citric was born, or sorry, not born, but brought on to the army, uh, for Uhtred, because Uhtred knows well enough that Citric is the bastard son of Kiartan. That's what is. That's what he says. But he yep. also knows this person has a lot of information that mm-hmm. I need, and he swears on Thor's hammer, and that's the deal. I love like, that. I, and that is such a strong move mm-hmm. from from Uhtred. Smart move. Uh, the bad. Uh, the guy Tekel. 
tickle. Uh, who came Tick. to? Is he going to tickle? <laughs> who came to uh, steal Uhtred? Who was actually? Who actually in, was in Game of Thrones when they were like, "Oh, your horse is sick, my lord." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Who was actually? He was actually in Game of Thrones. He played Harry Strickland, the uh, the leader of the Golden Company in uh, season okay. eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who who basically did nothing? Exactly. <laughs> Just throw throw that out there. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm out on him. You want to know why? Because the guy just should have grabbed Uhtred, put yes. a bag on his head, and gotten the hell out of town. Don't worry about mm-hmm. taking the eye right then and there. Do it on the road. Exactly. What are we doing, guy? Come on, buddy. Get out of this what are place we doing where here? you could be in danger. Yes. What are we talking about? You out of your mind. Cool. And my great, though, is that, again, this show has done such a great job in taking one thing, saying it to you and reframing it. Uh, the first one I brought up was uh, the king, the slave turning to king and the lord turning into the slave. But also, something really smart and awesome happens here. And it's the one thing that I will give Guthrid credit for. Okay. Uhtred says to Guthrid, <laughs> you His must names. be, you, uh, there are times when you must be ruthless. Men must fear you. <sighs> And Guthrid does it. He actually does it. He takes he takes the the town bully, mm-hmm. punches him in the face, and stuffs him in a locker, and says, "Get out of here." Mm-hmm. And now everybody, and then of course the town bully being yeah. Uhtred. That's awesome. That is really awesome. And I love how Uhtred's own words start his own demise mm-hmm. uh, whether or not that's a conscious choice or whatever the fact of the matter is that it still happened yeah and i am in on that i love these these um thematic reversals that are happening uh great stuff great stuff all right marvin anything else you got uh, for this episode why you said it was a four seven what stands out to you that makes it a four seven i mean the power packed punch that we just got with this episode that we've yeah. already uh, talked about i mean we go from Uhtred making love with Guthrid's sister, not good, not a good idea, mm-hmm. to him being a slave. I mean, just this, there's so much that happens. We have the Kjartan thing happening. We have the beheadings. We have people trying to come in and, you know, rile things up while they're still in Guthrid's camp. There were so many bits that happened that I was wondering if we can kind of go time-wise sure. along through it and um, break it on down from there. What I am not a fan of is the dead person, the dead saint. That oh, yeah, yeah. Like, St. Cuthbert. St. Cuthbert and... Cuthbert. Whatever. <laughs> Stats and of a nerd. teeth that, that Bianca has. Like, I am just all out on this. This should have been my bad. I'm just all out in this, like, let's carry him around. Let's, like, hawk off some of his items of his body. Gross! <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, no. I was say I was saying to Mary when we were watching it, being like, being that guy that, that you're told, okay, yeah, we're gonna go for this giant journey. We're gonna yeah. go for a giant hike with an army, with an army, and we're gonna have horses, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have food, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have the whole thing, and we're gonna be walking a number of different miles. Yes, and um, we're gonna need somebody to uh, carry a dead body and, yep. with a box, and uh, the guy that we picked is you. Jimmy, Jimmy, get out there. Congratulations, Jimmy. <laughs> get out there, pick that thing up, 
and start hauling it. With it you carries your, the most important thing of our community. You're just going to carry that thing the entire... How bad yeah. do your shoals got to... How much scoliosis are you going to get? Oh, quite a good deal. Carrying that thing. Quite a good deal. Like, what are we talking about? Again. Oh, God, Guthrie. He sucks. And Brother uh, Abbott Edred and Brother True. That whole, that whole crew. That whole crew can just go pound sand. Honestly, I mean, they're just so... They just believe themselves. They're not great listeners. They believe that their way is the way and that this dead guy that they're carrying around is the most important thing and that his, um, because, who's the one who's more in charge, True? Uh, No, um, Abbott Edred. Abbott Edred. Like, just like you said in the last episode, you know, he's kind of using the King, King Guthrid as a puppet. You totally. Know, he's able to say, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. And, you know, we should be wary of X, Y, Z. Um, you know, even the way that they're able to talk to Guthrid, they convince Guthrid to not be cool with Uhtred. Yeah, right. In in favor of getting 200 Christian men from Aelfrich. Yeah. A.K.A. <sighs> Uncle Scott. <laughs> um, All these names. Who, by the way, makes a great reappearance in this episode. That's, yeah. Um, and uh, it, he... Does he ask about me? <laughs> does he talk about me? He's like yeah, a scorned sure 14-year-old girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great thing that this show has done also. It has brought its roots back, or it's brought its story back to its roots. Mm-hmm. The the con- confrontation with Kiaratan. That, that has now come... Face forward, like yes. that is it. Uh, same thing with Uncle Aelfrich, uh, Uncle Scar. That is now right into the forefront of the story. Yeah, uh, we we took a little bit of uh, a detour in the, in the first season, but now we're back at it again, albeit with other players. Whether it is Eric and Siegfried, who are part of this alliance, I guess now that that Guthrid has created. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to see where this show is going to go and. Where this show has put Uhtred. I mean, they have sent they have sent him into slavery. Oh my gosh! Right. We talked last episode about you know putting him down a notch. Mm-hmm. Um, this is taking all the notches away. This is this. You are the, now a slave. You, you You're can't not even, even see the notches no, anymore. Exactly. The, that that's that. What did you think about this choice, Mary? You know, it's it's such an interesting journey for this young man. We see him really putting his heart out there for the people that he decides to help serve, um, really still sticking true to that. He's going to get Bebenberg back and that's his, his long-term goal, but he's helping people along the way and he's trying to find himself. And then this happens. He's supposed to be the Lord of Bebenberg. Yep. The the one in charge of King Guthrid's army. The one who was in charge of King Alfred's army. Like yes. this is crazy and for them at the end of this episode to say you're no longer a warrior yeah you know you're a slave now oh Oh my gosh that is Uhtred's identity that is what he does so not only is this going to be bad for him many ways because obviously they're going to take him somewhere uh, he's not going to be able to easily escape but also just the mental wherewithal that even though he hasn't been necessarily the Lord of Bevenberg. He's kind of been treated by at least his tight posse like he's the Lord. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? He's been looked up to and admired and people have been able to talk about his bravery and how great he is in battle. Mm -hmm. He's not going to have any of that right now. His whole identity is being scraped. Absolutely brutal. Um, And and watching him say, kill me and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Just the worst. Uh, I mean... You're right, Mary. He's done so much to help people, and 
one of the, I love the phrase that he said. Uh, I've been baptized twice, and it's just words and water. Like, yeah, such a great line. And the irony here is that two of his most trusted compatriots, as of this moment, mm-hmm. are legitimately super, super God Christian. Yes, Hild and Bianca. and Bianca, Father Bianca, my boy. I I just I find that. That bit, again, taking the theme and just flipping it on itself, not theme mm-hmm. and anti theme necessarily, but just uh, having uh, um, a real representation of opposites and how they are, how they do come together to form hopefully a new synthesis. Mm-hmm. They come together to f- hopefully find in Uhtred something that works for him if. And when, hopefully, I'm sure he does, get out of yeah. slavery. How long do you think we're in for the ride here for the slavery Ooh, until thing? he breaks free from slavery? Or someone, do you think Brita and I Ragnar are the one that next, save him? Yeah, let's give it to them. Let's okay. let these Danes do their job and, and set him free. Mm-hmm. I think it'll just be one episode because these episodes cover so much ground. If this was a different television series, I might even say it might take all season. <laughs> but yeah. the way that The Last Kingdom is able to cross time in each episode in mm-hmm. such great bounds i think they can do an episode i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna go crazy and say one episode i'm gonna say two episodes because you're okay. right the way that this show just plows through its plot yeah um yeah i can't see i mean how how long are you gonna have your main character on you know the outskirts yeah you know mm-hmm. uh i mean granted this show this episode really actually put the screws to Halligan and hild mm-hmm. meaning they spent this episode spent a lot of time with them yes uh whether it is <laughs> hild cutting heads off Gross, with this with nubby little like, little, like kitchen knife, knife. I can't. <laughs> yeah give me a butter knife i'll cut the guy's head off <laughs> uh, Gross. <laughs> mary could not watch that no that was just the sound effects alone i'm like this is i'm all set and but also spending a lot of time again with Halig as well when he is uh you know uh helping protect utrid i mean saving him from mm-hmm. getting stolen and having that smart being that smart not like knowledge of being like hey where were those Danes that we would yep. just everybody in the world can see that these Danes scream just we're gonna murder everybody this except for King Guthrid yeah he's just like oh okay yeah sure come Let on in. in hey here's my secu- here's my social security card I'm, I'm part Dane too we've got that in common <laughs> uh, so we have we have a lot of that uh, and I, I do like that it's spending a lot of time with those characters so we actually get a chance to appreciate them and mm-hmm. the way that we did Leofric, right? Yeah. But I don't think that this show can survive with having Uhtred on the outskirts for that long. I think yeah. it, it has to bring him back to the forefront. Agreed. Uh, and I would say two episodes at most uh, where we're probably going to get him as a, um, as a slave. Um, what, so do you, what do you think about Gisela and how that relationship between Uhtred's she and Uhtred. Sister? Yeah, yeah. How she and Uhtred are a thing now. I'm not surprised. I'll first tell you that because Kudrid gets a new girlfriend every single episode. He tried with a nun. That didn't work. So he'll find the other female that is on this show right now. Yep. Like, it's like you can bang a horse. You can have <laughs> have relations with your friends. You can... Or, or the one woman that is there. Uh, that or, or the killer nun. No, the, yeah. yeah. 
she she's a no go. Yeah, no, I can't so do that. It's I I'm not surprised. I'm excited because she's kind of part Dane too. You know, she's she's the smart, she's the brains behind her brother. So I like that. You know, Utrid obviously has some good taste. They're hot looking ladies who are really cool mm-hmm. for the most part. They've got either like magic skills or they've got some really good brains. This is, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, is she going to get pregnant from their little rendezvous in the tent? Or was that just like a one and done, but like that was fun? Did did he take her virginity? Because she didn't seem like this was her first time. Uh, it, she was like, oh, I'm excited to be with you. Yeah. But I didn't feel like there was, oh, I'm a virgin. Like all the fathers have kept me pure, thinking that one day my brother will be king. I feel like her brother wasn't king yep. and she's part Dane. And she's, she's had like, fun. Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to do what we want to do. And now she's like, now I'm royalty? I, I mean, they stop. say, they, you know, Abbot Idrid does say that, you know, her, she, he has to keep her virginity in, in, in check and the whole thing. And, dude, super creepy, like, by the way. Super creepy. Sending Brother True to, like, spy on these people and, you know, talking about how the peacock has to, has to <laughs> call an Uhtred a peacock and the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. Super creepy. That oh, guy. One hundred percent. That guy might be on my top five creepy list of all time. So obviously she cares for Utrid. She's gonna be upset with her brother anyway. You know, when when Utrid says, Why won't you just kill me? He's yeah. like, Oh, my sister would be upset with me. Right, right. Okay, buddy. Yeah, well, how do you think here. she's gonna feel about this? This this ain't gonna help matters. She's gonna try to help find him. Okay. <laughs> you know, she's gonna run off. And I oh, I love that scene too when Uhtred is being carried off and Hilda's there. She's like, what do you want me to do? She's just like, get my sword and go. Yes. Just go. And, and Gisela has the knowledge too. She has the 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 the, the smarts to be like, I got to get out of town, guy. We got to go. So um, I, I like that there is this, she's a real character. Yeah. She's like, she's a, um, They've all been real. No, I know, but like she's like she has this. She's a bit more mature. Yeah, she's a bit. Uhtred's getting older, and now his interest might be in a little bit more of a more mature woman. Are you buying? Are you buying Gisela more than you bought Isolt? Yes. How come? I just feel like she gets things done a bit more. She could run a household. She could run an army. She. I just, I think, she, I see her a little bit more like Brita. Like, this is a strong, independent woman. Yes. Isolde, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's funny, and it's a little bit ironic, because they spent probably just as much time developing the relationship between Gisela and Uhtred that they did for Isolde and Uhtred. I'm not saying I love her, that I want to see her forever and ever. I'm just saying, if I had to choose, I'd pick her over the witch woman. <laughs> the witch woman. <laughs> it's true. Hey, just you know my what? personal preference. And amidst all of this, Mary, the show still finds a way to maintain its sense of humor. It still yes. finds a way to not be so dour and not because again, we've talked about it. I love dour. I'm all about the dour and uh, serious and dramatic nature of television I, I give me give it to me all like the leftovers was perfect for me because it yeah. was just so 
black in its soul. And I thank you. I love that kind of stuff. But I also too do love the humor when you can mix, when you can mix it in with a show that is when you're watching people get beheaded or people being sold off to slavery. I mean, there are a couple of great instances when, um, when Halleck told uh, the guy, uh, Oh, I told you, I told you, you're going to die. You're going to die a slow death. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, when, um, Hild and Clappa are just tooling on Halig because he won't listen to Citric, and they're like, and he's like, you know, okay, they, yes. they're just they're, they're just laughing at him when 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 Halig's trying to make his plan, and uh, or even um, Father Bianca saying that even Uhtred's scars are handsome, like yes, great stuff. Great stuff. They really do. It's a it's a brilliant show where they're able to weave in the humor, the seriousness, even the gross brutality that makes me want to vomit like Hild cutting off a guy's head. But they're able to weave it all together. Yeah. And it feels really it it meshes well. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to say to you, Mary, is Father Bianca, what did you think about his final goodbye to Utrid? And what do you think that portends for Father Bianca. I think he might die. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, this is a a great a tool that writers use when somebody is about to die. I hope that he doesn't die and Uhtred and saves him somehow. You know what? Like, uh, I hope that Bianca is, you know, held captive for some reason mm-hmm. and that Uhtred saves him. I don't want Bianca to die. All right. Here we go. Well, the the easy thing to say is that Father Bianca is going to die. And again, generally, writers, when they want to kill somebody off, it, the the most famous example of this is episode uh, of Game of Thrones season eight, when before the Battle of Winterfell, episode two, they all get together and just sit around a fire and talk. And like that is that moment of reconciliation. That is that moment to stop and take a deep breath and say, okay, this, is, this could be it here. Yeah. So let's talk about how all the things that are good and impart some knowledge before we all go off to die. That is a general writing mm-hmm. tool. And they clearly, I think, are using that here. I'm going to say he dies. I'm going to say he dies. And I'm going to cry. And you know why? Why? Because Uhtred is now in slavery. And when he, you think he's low now when Father Bianca dies? Like, there's that great moment when he says... You know, hey, you should come back and, and be with me. You yes, can be my be priest. My priest. He says, Oh, you are in need of, of priest. Mm-hmm. And Utra says, only if he's Bianca. What maybe is gonna we can maybe we can think Bianca's dead, but he's not, and then he comes back. That would be interesting. That's a good take right there. Okay. That's 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 that, a microwave take. I'll that take would that. work with me. Um I I just I like the idea that Bianca dies, not because I want him to die, but just for the story purposes of it. You think that it's bad when he goes into slavery? Let's just find out that when he when he finally gets out, let's say Brita and Ragnar do get him out. All of a sudden, he gets out. He thinks everything is great, and Bianca's dead. Like that is low, 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 low. And I really like that. I idea. just feel like all of his loved ones keep dying. You know, he lost his baby. He just lost Isold. So. I just want him to have a happy moment. You know, can it be a happy episode soon? Kind of like a Thanksgiving, <laughs> like reunion. It's a potluck. Everybody's there. They're laughing. Bringing turkey legs. I'm essentially like envisioning Claire's happy place in the finale that sure, she makes yeah. up in her head. Yeah. 
I'm just envisioning medieval times. Okay. <laughs> just, yeah. just people with big steins of beer, you know, turkey legs. Turkey legs, yeah. I'm digging it. Throwing I'm digging axes it. and stuff. <laughs> Lastly, last thing I want to say, Mary, is um uh, uh Guthrid. Guthrid. King. King Guthrid. Yeah. Calling Uhtred Osbert. Oh man. Just just another knife in the back, just Ugh. digging it in there, twirling it around. We all have those people who like don't like to be called by the nickname and mm-hmm. they prefer their long formal name or the opposite. Oh. Yeah. And that ruffles your feathers. Imagine what this does to him. Do you blame do you blame Guthrid for doing what he to Uhtred what he did? Um, not really. I don't I, I'll tell you I why. Don't do it either. This guy's learning. We've all we all make mistakes. The problem is that he's making mistakes on a king scale. Yes. He didn't I don't like him. I don't think he should be king. I hope he dies in the next episode or some excuse me, something as I have a hiccup. Shows how serious I am about it. <laughs> um, sorry, friends. And I I'm glad we're actually wrapping up soon because I'm gonna I'm gonna have a case of the hiccups. It okay. sounds like um we're gonna wrap it up here in a minute. So that way you all don't have to hear me hiccup forever. <laughs> so um yeah, no, I I mean, I, obviously I don't like his decision and obviously it's the wrong decision. You look at Alfred when he kind of caged up Uhtred and he learned his ways and ended up trusting him. And now mm-hmm. this king is handling things very differently. But on the flip side, people who are that in control of like countries and need to do these things, is able to sit there and say, Uhtred is worth 200 men. Yeah. You know, I need an army. I want to advance this cause. I need to make sure that I'm protected and grow Okay, one guy for 200. It's an easy trade. Yeah, and especially when you see Guthrid. Like, I don't blame Guthrid, especially when he tells uh, Uhtred, dude, lay off my sister. And mm-hmm. Uhtred just keeps going and says, let me marry her. Yeah. I, I could be your rival. So she's, I'm, I'm Sig, Eric's, you know, uh, equal here. Yeah. Let her do it. And I don't blame him, but I love seeing the contrast uh, of Guthrid against Alfred, when they show up, when everybody shows up, and um, and they're they're saying, "Hey, oh my goodness!" Uh, Hild shows up and says, "Utrid is taken prisoner." Um, Alf, everything is just calm yeah. and collected, and he's like, "It's not that I don't want to help him; it's that I don't know where to find him." Exactly, uh, and everything is just. Just right. Yeah. You can feel the command. You can feel the presence and contrast that against Guthrid's kingdom mm-hmm. and how everything is just a mess. Absolute chaos. Following and, a guy who has teeth falling out of a and corpse. And bringing Danes in without realizing and people are getting captured yeah, and in the stalls. cutting heads off. And like it's just a whole thing. It's and utter and, chaos. <laughs> and then and then and the last thing I want to say too, and I know I said this before, but um Gisela in relation to that contrast. Guthrid says, my sister will do her duty. Mm-hmm. And Gisla's, you know, response to Uhtred about that is, I will not be his gift. Oh! I think that was the line that put me on the Gisla train. Agreed. That Agreed. was the one that, that just... That is a strong woman. Like, <gasps> give me all the Gisla. Like, I'm the one that planned to make sure that there was a ransom, and yeah. I was the one that did all these things. I'm not surprised to be one. Yep. Uh-uh-uh. Exactly. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this no, episode, it. my darling? I really en- I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm excited to go forward. All right. Well, we already gave you an early uh, Destined to be Theory of the Week, mm-hmm. so let's close this bad boy out.
thank you all so incredibly much for tuning into this episode and watching this show along with us, whether you're watching it on the replay or you're watching it um, as you go along with us in this episode, do us a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a little review. We would love for more friends who are watching The Last Kingdom or finding it or maybe they're doing a rewatch to come on in and check it out as well. Yeah, if, if you find that what we're doing here gives you value and it, it adds to your experience of watching the show and, and, and having the community that surrounds it with all you nerds that are out there, uh, yeah, please do give us a written review and a rating uh, on Apple Podcasts or on Facebook or whatever. It helps us and it um, it helps expose your thoughts about our show so that when other people come in to listen to it, they get a good idea of whether or not you like it or you think we suck. I don't know. <laughs> hey. I, I mean, I want you to like it. That's what I I'm hoping. Too. That's I what do I'm hoping. Too. Do we have a review that you'd like to read? Uh, my that's mind? what I'm looking for right now. Okay. We have um, the Girl in Korea Attentional History Nerds For those of you Who are not familiar With Mary and Blake Do yourself a favor And check them out You won't be disappointed They bring a brilliant mixture Of endearing character Interpretation And comic exposition To all their shows I've been enjoying Their podcast Since Outlander Premiered years ago I was so excited To hear them do their thing With The Last Kingdom And it's been Just as entertaining As I knew it would be Blake is a fellow History nerd And Mary who is not Is hilariously cute Coming at all these Historical names And situations (laughs) They are both Incredibly knowledgeable About production methods in the entertainment industry which brings a lot of depth to all their shows highly recommend this podcast and all their podcasts on Mary and Blake Media thank you so incredibly alright thank you that just made my day thank yes. you and of course there are other ways to get in touch with Mary and I go to all of the social media platforms whether it is Facebook or Instagram YouTube Twitter and yes even TikTok Blake has decided it can be I still think it's ruining America, but I will partake. I will partake. <laughs> so you're going to be seeing more content there as well. Yes. Right, friends. For that, um, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. Destiny is all.